has Nigeria lost the opportunity to save for the future? What do you think? Has Nigeria lost the opportunity to save for the future? Let, let, let's view your pause on what you think about Nigeria's saving and uh, reserving funds for future emergencies. My name is Nancy, and it's a delight to have you on another episode of Budget Podcast. So in today's episode here, we'll be looking at Nigeria's sovereign wealth fund, the excess crude account, and the framework guiding its objectives and operations. And I hope that towards the end of the conversation, or as the conversation goes on, we're going to provide an answer to the question, has Nigeria lost the opportunity to save for the future? Well, we're going to circle back on that. So over the years, uh, the Sovereign Wealth Fund has helped Nigeria, no doubt, you know, to diversify and stabilize its economy during an unprecedented revenue shortfall. And particularly, you know, considering Nigeria's economy where most of the reliable resource is on the oil and gas sector. And I mean, this to this to this major source of income for Nigeria is is plummeting by the day. So we'll be delving deep into the conversation to understand the current state of Nigeria's sovereign wealth fund. And joining me is the head of extractive at Budget Foundation, engineer Adejake Akimbode, and the acting head of research and policy advisory at Budget, Inyo Bangusen. Hi, Ini. Hi, Adejake. It's a pleasure to have both of you with us today. Thank you, so yes, um, first off, we're going to let, let's let have you, Joke, begin the conversation. Just tell us about Nigeria's Sovereign Wealth Fund, uh, you know, just an overview of what it means and, and its purpose. Uh, thank you, Nancy, for that question. Um, let me start by saying the main purpose of um, Sovereign Wealth Fund generally in all countries is just to save for the future, you know. So it's sort of called the emergency fund. So, I mean, the Sovereign um, Wealth Fund is actually something like a state-owned investment fund that um, the government actually um, save from their natural resources to just for the future, right? It's not, I mean, you don't have to spend all your revenues at once. You need to save, especially when, you know, for a country like Nigeria, where you know that um, the, our major source of revenue, revenue which is um, the crude oil, is actually diminishing, right? So in the future, when we don't have crude oil again, how do we survive? How do the yeah. future generations survive? So that's the main purpose of the Sovereign Wealth Fund. And for a country like Nigeria, we actually try to, you know, um, our Sovereign Wealth Fund is actually um, distinguished into like three different funds. So one is called the Stabilization Fund, one is called the Future Generation Fund, while one is called the infrastructure fund and so i mean the stabilization fund basically is actually meant to protect the country's budget right let's say for example we have a deficit in our budget so they can always go back to this um, stabilization fund to you know just to meet um, they can fall back on that fund just to meet up with our budget so yeah. that's what the stabilization fund is meant for why the future generation fund like i said earlier is actually meant for the future generation that are coming when there is no more um natural resource so yes. they can always fall back on that um fund to you know take care of the country um boosting economic in the uh, economy in the country where the infrastructure fund is actually used to bridge the gap in the country's um infrastructure so they use it to develop um projects just to promote economic development in especially in the underserved um sectors so basically sovereign wealth fund is actually like um let's say is an effective tool to 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 you know to stabilize to boost um the country's deficit in revenue right so mm -hmm. that is why it's actually 
something that is very important for countries to to take um, seriously. Okay, um, thank you so much, Adidu. Okay, now let's go to the purpose of the Sovereign World Fund, and I'll address this to Ine. Now, speaking about the purpose, one of which is for uh, national emergency. Um, Joke mentioned the three types of fund under the Sovereign Wealth Fund, uh, the Stabilization Fund, the Future Generation Fund, and then we have the Infrastructure Fund. So in your bank, so far, would you say that the SWF has actually achieved its purpose, the reason why it was established? Would you say, okay, Nigeria has actually hit the nail this time by achieving its purpose? So um, if I follow up from where Joke you know, left it off. If you look at the structure of the Sovereign Wealth Fund, mm. you would see that um, it's probably structured in a way, you know, that it allows the country sort of respond to macroeconomic shocks like it happened in 2020, and also allows the country save for future generations and also bridge the infrastructure gap. So if you look at it through that lens, you can say that um, Nigeria probably had it right with this open world fund. But if you compare Nigeria to other resource-rich countries and see what they have been able to achieve with their sovereign world world fund, you mm. would see that um, it, there's a still a lot desired. If you pick um, in Norway, which is the poster boy for resource-rich countries, Norway discovered its first oil in. 1966 in the North Sea. This was about 10 years after Nigeria discovered its first drop of oil in Oloibere. And as at today, um, Norway's sovereign wealth fund is at $1.4 trillion. While you have Nigeria's sovereign wealth fund at just a paltry, you know, $1.75 billion, less than $2 billion. Yeah. And if you, if you continue that comparison with Norway, Norway has been able to invest in over 9,000 companies across 70 countries, right? So okay. if you put Nigeria side by side, the country like Norway, who discovered oil 10 years after um, we discovered oil, you will see that we are worlds apart. But be that, be that as it may, with the way the Sovereign Wealth Fund is set up, it, it does seem that um, we can achieve some level of progress. However, um, I still have some concerns as it regards some of the investments made by the Sovereign World Fund. For instance, if you look at um, some, some allocations that have gone to specific service delivery areas from the Sovereign World Fund, um, I, I think we could have you know, had uh, made better decisions as regards those sort of investments. One of which would be, you know, investments in basic education. Um, the Sovereign Wealth Fund um, has an investment in, um, I think, a group of schools that is in Nigeria and some other African countries. Yeah. And the primary purpose of that is to basic education. But I think for a fund like that, with um, and situating it in a country that has huge um, infrastructure def deficits and, and needs sort of um, neck cutting innovations to to transform the fortunes of that country i, I would have thought that the, the the focus of that sort of investment would probably be in research and development on you know cutting-edge technology that would transform you know the the investment landscape sort of development developmental uh, landscape of of the country um so those those would be my thought 
on 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 your question. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Ine. So let's talk about Nigeria's performance. Uh, you you measured us, you compared us rather with Norway. Uh, Norway found their own world ten years after Nigeria found hers, but then Norway, like you said, we are world apart. So now regarding our performance here in 2019, the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, they ranked Nigeria as the second worst country in the world in the use of sovereign world funds. So how would you rate it? If you look at it from the lens at which you're using for your analysis analysis right now, how would you rate Nigeria's performance as regards the sustainability of the sovereign world fund? Well, I'll say fairly well, and, and I will get to why I say fairly well. So if you look at some of the key investments that Nigeria has made uh, using this sovereign um, world fund, for instance, the presidential um, fertilizer initiative, which kicked off in December 2016, um, is reported by the Nigeria Sovereign Investment um, Authority, NSI, that um, that program has been able to deliver about 1 million metric tons of fertilizers that have gone to you know farmers in the grassroots and okay. it's and one other you know sort of um advantage of that program is that they've been also been able to invest in um small and medium scale um, businesses especially around um, the blending of fertilizers so that that particular program right we also has resuscitated about 52 local blending plants across 19 states. Some of the outcomes from that initiative, you know, is also that about 100,000 direct and indirect jobs, you know, have been created across um, the fertilizer value chain. Also, okay. another investment area that that fund has been able to be effective in has been, you know, with the agricultural finance um, in Nigeria, which is FAFIN. So there's there's a fund that has also been set up um, from from the, from the sovereign world fund that has been geared towards sort of um, private private equity for um, investment in high growth commercially attractive agricultural SMEs across Nigeria. So that seems also you know like a sort of worthy investment from the sovereign world fund. One which is health related, which I think is is also at the heart of, you know, should also be at the heart of any um, government that is development focused, is investment in the health sector. So um, there was a $12.5 million sort of investment in the Luth Cancer Center. And as part of the, you know, success stories from that particular investment, yeah. it's reported that about 4,390 new patients have been treated in that particular center. And so in, in terms of outcomes and, you know, successes that, that would have been reported from investment from Sovereign World Fund, you can say that that is also laudable. Um, two other key projects that I think are also laudable as investment from this Sovereign, Sovereign World Fund, Fund yeah. are the Lagos Ibadan Expressway and also a 10 million, um, 10 megawatts um, Kano solar project. Which is which was also which is valued at fifteen million dollars. So the Lagos Ibadan Expressway, so far there's been an investment of about three hundred and eleven billion from the Sovereign World Fund um, on the on the Lagos Ibadan Expressway. Another investment is with the Second Niger Bridge. You would agree with me that over time, you know, we, we we've been saying that it's long overdue for 
for a second Niger Bridge yeah. and a considerable chunk of the funding that has gone to investing in that bridge has come from the Sovereign Wealth Fund. So if we look at the numbers now in terms of the gains that has been, you know, um, reported by the authority um, managing that particular fund, uh, they say that um, net assets, their net assets grew by 19% in 2021. Their total assets grew by 25.1%. Then the Future Generations Fund had returns of 12%, you know, in 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 um, the the US dollars terms. So not not in naira terms, you know, for you to now start saying, oh, if you just oppose that, you know, with the with the um, devaluation of the naira, naira yeah. uh, in in US dollars dollars terms, that has given us 12%. The Stabilization Fund 1.6%. The Nigeria Infrastructure Fund, 4.64%. So if you compare that with the excess code account, which has been depleted over time without us, you know, sort of having accountability on how that particular fund has been utilized. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you would agree with me that we've done fairly well in the utilization and the operationalization of the sovereign wealth fund. Thank you. So, so now that you mentioned uh, the excess code account, I think let's, let's shift our focus just a little bit. Um, I'll come back to accountability because um, Made Joker mentioned it earlier, so I'm going to come back to the accountability of both the Sovereign World Fund and then the Access Credit Account. But for now, tell us about the Access Credit Account. So how would you say it has fared so far when you're comparing it with the SWF? So the Access Credit Account was initially a savings account, you know, set up to put aside some of the, the excesses on the yearly benchmark. However, because there is no legal framework that sort of um, that sort of um, um, manages that particular account. It's been left to the discretion of the executive on how that fund has been utilized and depleted. I mean, about a billion uh, dollars, you know, was withdrawn from that particular account to to buy Tucano jets. And as you know, with security-related expenditures, there's very little room for accountability as it regards security related spending and so i would not think that um, nigeria has gotten much value for the setup of that particular um, fund that's why you know i'm somewhat pleased that we're able to set up the sovereign world fund and you know fund it with a seed funding of about a billion dollars from the excess credit account and after that funding in 2017 and also 2020 we've had subsequent you know, funding from the excess credit account to the tune of $250 million each. Okay. And so um, I, I think that um, the Sovereign Wealth Fund poses a better you know, sort of framework for, for managing our windfall from oil. And so in my own... In my own... Um, in my own um, opinion. Uh, in my own opinion, I, I think that it, it would be best to domicile all of the savings from oil um, in the sovereign world fund, since it sort of um, establishes a framework for the effective and efficient utilization of the windfall from from oil. All right, and I would also say probably since it has an accountability mechanism, you know, like you exactly. said, the ECA is just the executive governing controlling its inflows and outflows, and so far we have more outflows than inflows recently. Exactly. While the SWF has a regulatory body overseeing it. So so yeah. So let, exactly. let me come 
Thank you so much, Jenny. Let me come to Adejoke here. So Adejoke, over time, there have been uh, uh, many withdrawals from the excess school account. So would you say it justifies the aim of establishing this particular fund? And who who, who ensures accountability now? Okay, I know Ine has addressed that, but uh, shed more light on the accountability part from the government as regards the excess school account. Um, thank you, Nancy. So like, like Ine said, LM, right? So for the ECA, right, there has yeah. not been, the purpose of the establishment, it has actually not been justified. I mean, the rate at which government withdraws from these accounts is really alarming. And one would wonder what's, like, I mean, and if you look at the pattern of the withdrawal, mm. it comes, the way they withdraw when election is coming is actually very alarming. Look at what happened in 2018, just a few months before the 2019 election. That was, I mean, within maybe from October 2018 to like um, December 2018, the rate at which they actually withdrew from the ECA account was really, really alarming. And one wonders why that happens. And if you look at, um, now we're in a pre-election year again. So yes. I think um, very critical for us for um, non-state actors, especially, and even the citizens to actually monitor the balance of the ECA. Because as of um, July last year, um, I mean, October 20th last year, we had um, 60 million in this account, $60 million in the ECA account. And by January 2022, we have $35 million already. It has depleted to $35 million. Yes, so, so yes, they withdraw from this account, but nobody actually tells us, like, I mean, there's no accountability. And I think that's the biggest challenge we have in, in this country generally. There is no, okay, so maybe government is trying to be transparent a little bit by telling us, oh, this is the balance as at, in this month in this ECA, this is the balance in the sovereign wealth fund. Yes, yeah, so that's transparency to some extent. But mm -hmm. okay, so can you give us an account of how you actually spend this money? No, so nobody does that. So I think the biggest challenge we have so far now is the accountability aspect of the spending, right? For example, like I said earlier in 2017, they withdrew um, $1 billion from the ECA account to, cop to fight insurgency in the Northeast. Yes, why they need to cover them? Insurgency is actually very important. But um, people were of the opinion that, oh, 2019 election is coming. Isn't is it that the this the administration then was actually trying to withdraw to get money to fund the 2019 election? Nobody knows because at the end of the day, I don't think we the country got value for that money in terms of fighting insurgency, so right? Yes. So and yeah, so I, I don't think we've actually achieved the aim of establishing the ECA. And like Ini said, the sovereign wealth fund is actually um performing better, far better than the excess crude um account. So it's something that um, government actually needs to look into. Policymakers need to, you know, find a lasting solution to how we can actually curb the excessive spending from these accounts. Uh, thank you, thank you so much about that. So, what would you recommend, you know, going forward? Um, this is the final question before I let you go. What would you recommend the government do better than what it's currently doing now? Uh, so, I think the first thing the government needs to look into is that. We actually have a lot of um, gaps, both in the sovereign wealth funds framework and the ECA, right? So I think the first thing the government needs to look into is to see how this, they can actually work on closing these gaps. I mean, we have the gap, we have a lot of gaps in the implementation of inflow rules of in the NSIA, that's the Nigerian Sovereign Investment Authority. We have gaps in the 
investment rules, outflow rules, you know, even in the um, implementation of inflow rules in the Fiscal Res Responsibility Act of 2017. So a lot of these gaps actually needs to be looked into and see how we can actually, how, I mean, they can put in fr um, proper framework to mm. close these gaps and actually to monitor how these funds are, are, are being spent. I mean, how much do you think, how, how much, what, what should be the inflow, what should be the outflow? I don't think the outflow should be more than the inflow, inflow. right? So I think for the excess food accounts, the biggest challenge so far is that there's a whole lot of outflows than the inflow. And um, for the excess food accounts, um, it's actually very critical because, I mean, crude oil is diminishing, right? So I think government also needs to look into other sources of revenue for these um, accounts. It shouldn't just be crude oil. I mean, we have a lot of um, natural resources in the country, so we can always save from other sectors as well, not just crude oil. So it's something they need to look into because inflow should be like probably times or times three of the outflow if we really want to save, um, you know, for raining days. So that's that's um, one um, the main recommendation I will actually give to the government. They need to see how they can close these gaps and put um, in a proper framework that will, you know, that will be that will bind these um, funds. And because I mean, I don't think um, Nigerians of today we we should rainy days shouldn't come and we be one we looking for funds up and that we should always go back to our you know our yes, savings yeah. and you know yeah. spend for and it's, it's not even um it, it, it won't mean that maybe after even spending from the savings then there's nothing left so i think it's something government needs to put they need to put in a proper framework and even after the framework then how do we spend this money? Who is in charge of it? Who, I mean, who holds the um, the government um, accountable for this money? So all these things needs to be um, looked into properly. All right. all right. Thank you so much. So Ini, Ini, before you give us your recommendation yeah. um, on what the government should do better, um, do you mind answering the question if Nigeria has lost the opportunity to save for the future? It's looking like we have lost the opportunity to save for the future. I mean, the subsidy regime gives you a very clear picture. So we have a situation we are faced with now that regardless of what the gains are in terms of price, um, and, um, the, the, the going price for, for crude, that we are not able to sort of make any fiscal gains because the, the gains you make from as a result of an increase in the price of crude is what you now pay as subsidy liabilities. Mm -hmm. So Nigeria is not able to take advantage of you know, periodic in, um, increases in the price of crude oil. And uh, also seeing that in the foreseeable future, um, oil might not, you know, continue to be a price commodity. Um, so I, I genuinely think, right, in this era of, you know, climate change and the need for your green economy, I think that we, we have lost, you know, that opportunity to sort of, uh, to have been able to use um, our natural resource to foster sort of your, your um, our growth and development of, 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 of our country. But be that as it may, I, I think that um, one of the things in terms of recommendations that we, we need to do as it regards, you know, inflows into the sovereign wealth fund is that we need to actually look for a lasting solution to this subsidy problem. And there are, you know, other contiguous issues tied to this. We need to be able to solve our refining problem. Looking at, you know, the exchange rate, exchange rate regime 
we cannot sort of you know continue to rely on imports of um, petroleum products if you know we're able to be able to make gains from periodic increases in the in, in the price of crude also we also need to develop our solid mineral sector because that's one area that we have not been able to sort of tap into and you know sort of develop the potentials of that particular sector but once we're able to do that that's supposed to be an alternative source of you know income or inflow for the sovereign wealth fund so we we need we need to be, be able to address some of these external factors so that there's much more money flowing into the sovereign world fund and we're able to sort of um create buffers for when macroeconomic and fiscal shocks do occur well many thanks many thanks to you Amy. many thanks to you Adejoke, for joining us um it was an interesting conversation i must say we have a long way to go yeah the, the country is 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 doing its best or well, the country is doing her best all right uh, but it can be better it can be better anyways uh, thank you so much ini thank you so much Adejoke. and that was zinyogong usain Acting Head of Research and Policy Advisory at Budget and Engineer Adijoke Akimbode, the Head of Extractive at Budget Foundation. You also can be a part of the conversation. The current state of Nigeria's sovereign wealth fund, how do you think the government can make it better? Contribute your two cents. Let's feel your calls on this. All right. You can join the conversation via our social media platforms on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. It's at BudgetNJ. My name is Nancy Odimigwen. I look forward to you joining us in the next conversation. Bye for now.